Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The World Cricket Show is practically... The World Cricket Show is proudly supported by Newbury Cricket, quality bat makers since 1919. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Hello and welcome to the World Cricket Show, the world's favourite cricket show. My name is Adam Bayfield and joining me down the line is Tony Kerr. Evening. It's a sort of uh, modern age, a space age telephone. It's it's one of these uh, video telephones that you may have heard about. FaceTime, I believe it's called, so I can see Tony's face here. And literally as soon as I went, hello, I just saw he just grinned just a massive grin came on his face <laughs> you're really big on the screen as well <laughs> am i a bit too close it's just like a giant smiley thing with like with a microphone and headphones where are you tone uh, i'm in jersey today jersey oh i feel jersey for you. island i feel for you mate <laughs> back to guernsey tomorrow you said yeah. you're at, you said you're at work is that right yeah work yeah we sort of, little office. We fixed up a time to record this, and you, and you said, like, oh, yeah, I'm at work, but it'll be fine. I was like, oh, do you want to wait till we finish work? And you were like, no, it's all right. I'll just find a quiet corner. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm imagining you actually in a meeting. Is there the other side of the camera? Is there someone doing a PowerPoint presentation? Yeah, I'm just trying to keep it, keep a low profile back here. Going to be a lot of like, yeah, um, no, it was a poor performance by England. Um, <laughs> no, it's after hours now, so I'm just like, I look like a freak in the uh, little room there's a couple of colleagues outside that i mean what what a treat for them uh, i mean you know i could open this up to a, a sort of impromptu live audience of three <laughs> that sounds great just watching Put a, you on the big screen watching a man have a conversation on facetime without the ability to hear what you're saying exactly so just long periods of silence on my end while i go off on one just a a, a massive face <laughs> silently going off yeah. on one <laughs> While you sit there with your AirPods, listening you quietly, kind of moved off screen a bit. <laughs> well, I'm self conscious now. Well, anyway, we should probably get on with this thing because uh, I've got it's, it's dinner time. We're recording this over dinner time. I've got some tofu in the oven, so we've got as long nice. as it takes tofu to cook to to get through this podcast. Um, and we've got plenty to talk about. Plenty of cricket to talk about. It's we're at the end of week four, believe it or not, of the Cricket World Cup. Now, when we last spoke, Tane, at the end of our, our week three podcast, last Wednesday, World Cup Wednesdays on the World Cricket Show, we were complaining a bit that the World Cup was getting a bit boring. You know, we were saying, oh, long way to go in this group stage and we already know who the four semi-finalists are going to be and, the, you know, this is the problem with this format. There's going to be a lot of dead rubbers, et cetera, et cetera. Well, in the last week, the tournament has really come alive, but I'm not sure this is quite what we had in mind, Tone. Because if there's one team who are in danger of not making the semi-finals, it's England, uh, having lost two games in the last week. First to Sri Lanka on Friday, 
and then to Australia at Lords on Tuesday. Now, you're going to have plenty to say about this, Tony, because you were there. You were at Lords. Yeah, I actually saw some play after the washout at Southampton the other week with London correspondent Gordon McRae. Uh, yeah, we had uh, yeah full match. Remarkable. You sent me a link to an article in The Sun just before we started recording uh, entitled Celeb Watch. Famous faces that were spotted in the crowd at Lords. I was shocked that you didn't appear here, Tone, but uh, Ed Sheeran, Gareth Southgate, Mac- Michael McIntyre. It sounds like a great time. Must have been a great time for you. All the big names were there. I mean, I obviously just must have you know nipped to the loo or something when they were you know, snapping those. When the paparazzi uh, were going around. Yeah. For large parts of it, quite exciting. Well, exciting is probably not the right word. It was it was absorbing, uh, but then obviously it's such a flat end, uh, you know, right at the death. But we'll just to, we'll get into all the detail. We will get into the detail. I mean, I'll recap the game, but let me first of all just bring us up to speed on the World Cup more generally. So, as I say, uh, England have lost two games. Also this week, um, Australia beat Bangladesh last Thursday. Then England lost to Sri Lanka on Friday. In a well, that was a pretty that was a shock result, wasn't it? Saturday, we had two games. India scraping a victory against Afghanistan, um, followed by probably the match of the tournament so far, which I'm sure we'll come back to later. Uh, a thrilling encounter between New Zealand and West Indies that, that really went down to the wire. New Zealand emerging victorious in that one. Pakistan beat South Africa on Sunday to keep their semi-final hopes alive. Bangladesh then beat Afghanistan on Monday to keep their semi-final hopes alive. Uh, and yeah, then as I say, Australia beating England yesterday and we're recording this on Wednesday just after Pakistan have, have completed a victory over New Zealand to really blow this qualification process wide open. Uh, but let's start with England because it's been a uh, quite a shocking week. So yeah, this game at, at Lords yesterday, let's start there. Australia got off to an absolute flyer batting first. Uh, an opening partnership of 123 between Finch and Warner. Finch made 100. England did rein them back in pulled things back quite a lot and ended up restricting them somewhat to 285 for seven. Uh, But when James Vince was bowled second ball by Jason Berendorf uh, and then Joe Root followed soon after, they were at one stage 26 for three and it looked a long way back from there. Um, There there are a few flickers where you thought maybe they might have a chance. Ben Stokes making 89, but Berendorf finished with five wickets, Stark with four wickets uh, as England were eventually all out for 221. Uh, to give Australia the win by 64 runs. So, Tone, give me your thoughts. What, what, give us your perspective as someone who was at Lords. What happened here? Uh, well, the bits I saw when I wasn't at the bar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I did. I watched. I did watch most of it. <laughs> I watched a few overs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, where do you where do you start? Really, I guess. You know, for England, you know, it was set up so perfectly going into it. You thought like, yeah, yeah, obviously England coming off the back of those, uh, you know, the back of the defeats to Sri Lanka, you know, all to play for, tossed, you know, probably, you know, on balance, you know, went the way we would have wanted as England supporters. Uh, but a combination of England being a touch unlucky on the day, uh, yeah, a bit foolhardy and then I'm probably victim of, of the sort of bit of bad luck around the kind of whole tournament for them at the moment, I think. Uh, in what way? Is it, Where's the bad luck coming in? Well, you know, just, you know, obviously like losing Roy, Vince coming in. Uh, you know, it's it, ba- it, bad luck from, to have Vince coming in. <laughs> That's a bit harsh. <laughs> but, you know, I, you know actually... Can't the, the legislate sort of for that. Of, 
the chain of events though is you know it's been unfortunate obviously like you know Alex Hales should have should have been you know not only did England have the best batting lineup in the world but you know they had yeah, you know possibly one of the best bats in waiting the wings to come in and now you know suddenly uh, suddenly yesterday you think you know Bearstow's been in 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 poor form uh, you know Vince just I don't know just doesn't look like he belongs and then. Uh, you know, Morgan played a, a terrible shot, got out cheap, and suddenly, suddenly England were you know massively under the cosh. But you know, up front they did, you know, they, well they did they did all right. I think they were probably unfortunate not to to nip out uh, you know, a few wickets early on. And I guess credit to the Australian batsmen, you know, Finch and Warner for surviving uh, that little spell. But uh, they, you know, they were probably pretty fortunate. Wokes was bowling really, really well. And then for them to get to 285, though, you still thought, well, yeah, it's well on, uh, you know, England well on top. And I don't know. Yeah, a, a real sad end to the, to the course. Well, a few weeks ago, you just said 285 was just nowhere near well, enough even on the, yeah, to challenge on the table. England. Um, I mean, I, I agree that, uh, yeah, I, I think that possibly Wakes and Archibald a little bit too short at the start, but on another day... They could easily have had, you know, nipped out a few early wickets. It just, it just didn't quite go their way, as as you say. But they actually did pretty well yeah. in the end. To marginally, to keep, like, you know, yeah. Wokes, yeah, Wokes beat the bat. I don't know how many times. There, you know, there, there, there was a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of close calls for Finch and Warner up top. I think I think they'll have been happy though at half time with two eighty five. As I say, that by the standards of the last four years, that's. You know that 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 seemed so achievable. I mean, we're really talking about what, what was it um, up till the Afghanistan game, and barring the chase against West Indies, which they did so comfortably, um, they'd posted what was it eight or nine three hundred plus scores in a row. So, you know, this this batting lineup is so capable, and it's capable of so much more than they showed in this game. And I, I think you know, there's been a feeling in the aftermath from quite a few commentators that perhaps the problem, and it is a problem that England have had over the last few few years, is that they didn't adapt. You know, they didn't adapt the way that they wanted to play, as in they they, they kept trying to play that very attacking brand of cr- cricket. They kept going for their shots and perhaps the pitch wasn't quite there to do it. I think there's some truth in that. And certainly if you watch the wickets that fell, it does look like that um, because most of them did fall to catches on the boundary, certainly, um, or, or catches in the outfield anyway, certainly Bearstow did and Butler and Morgan, quite a few of the lower order as well. But I don't know. I don't know if the problem was that they were playing attacking shots. To me, it was that the problem was that they were quite tentative. And you may have more of a sense of this from having been there and having watched every ball apart from when you're at the bar. It was that a lot that going for those shots, they weren't sort of going for it in that full-blooded way that we're so accustomed to. That Morgan shot, I don't think there was anything wrong with taking the shot on. He just didn't really follow through with it. He didn't go through with the shot properly. And then we were also saying they were kind of fiddling around a lot and there were, there were so many dot balls, they weren't turning the strike over in the way that they normally do. Part of the problem there may have been that Root was dismissed very early and he's, not, he's normally so good at that. But yeah, to me, it was more that they just looked nervous Rather than, I think if they committed to the shots, it would have been fine. But quite often they were sort of checking the shot halfway through, and that's why they were getting caught. Yeah, I think that's possibly true. And you know, that, that, yeah, England were a juggernaut coming into this tournament, and and now the, the the pressure is on. And I guess we probably ahead of it didn't. Yeah, we were. We perhaps should have been more aware that that was going to happen. I think. So, mm. Yeah, I, I think I think we probably go back to the thing like. 
to our preview, and I'm sure I said something like, "There's absolutely no way England won't get to the semi-finals here," <laughs> uh, and that you know they'll lose one or two games maximum. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, you know it has been tight, hasn't it, the last few days? And it's just that that, that rock-solid confidence as a batting lineup just looks a bit shattered's too strong a word, mm. but it, it's you know it's cracking up a bit, isn't it? Uh, and yeah, the pressure's part of that. Yeah, you know, the Morgan shot was poor, you know, when you know England were twenty-six for two, chasing not a not a lot. I mean, you know, he'd only been well, it's only his seventh ball. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. It, th- there was so much time left in the innings, he probably didn't need to play it then. But it does, as always, come down to this thing that if he had executed the shot properly and it goes for six, then the, then the the line is, oh, great counter punching from Morgan. I mean, yeah, I, but I, I just, I, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's, you know, we could debate it, couldn't we? But I, you know, I just, did England need to counter punch then? Probably not, really. And it was the same as like like the last bloody time I went to Lords when England were twenty for six or whatever it was against South Africa. You know they just kept coming in, playing shots and getting out. And you know that's going to happen. But you know t- yeah they could potentially have taken a break from this yeah all guns blazing cricket for ten minutes just to to get themselves back in the game. And you know Ben Stokes did that and he was you know his innings was absolutely fantastic and you know took a couple of sixes when they were there. Uh, and at that point when Stokes and Butler were going, you thought well yeah. This is going to happen. Uh, I think you. Know, I, I, sorry, Tinsra. I think you're right. Like I think certainly to to, to an extent, they should have. Cheers, re- they should have reined things in a bit and tried to rebuild, having lost those early wickets and not gone for those big shots. I agree that Morgan playing that shot at that time was at the very least risky. But like people rightly so get very frustrated when you hear people like Farber saying people like Farbrae saying, oh, oh, it's just the way they play. But like, this is the way England play. And it's the, it's a way of playing that has taken them to number one in the world. And they've been so successful with. And I don't really want them to change that. Like, I would, I would rather they go down playing this way than kind of go into their shell and still end up losing. I mean, obviously what you want is for them to find a middle ground where they, they find a way to win. I'm not saying that they should just swing at every ball. But for me, the problem was, as I say, that I think you used the word tight, that they seemed tight, they seemed nervous, anxious. And I don't think it helps that then people are saying, you know, that this brand of cricket doesn't work or it doesn't, you know, that they ought to be changing their style. I think they should have confidence in themselves and have confidence in what they've achieved and and back themselves to pull it off. And actually, as I say, if you commit to the shots, if you're going to take it on, believe in yourself and really go for it. Yeah, no, I think that's that that that's a fair point. Uh, I don't know. I guess though, it, it's yeah, the situation is just is slightly different from you know where they were you know, in that Pakistan series. You know, without Roy, you know, something just doesn't look quite certain at the top. And I just think Morgan, uh, a bit of a you know a mad moment for Morgan. Roy is a massive loss. There's no doubt about that. In terms of confidence, you know, the confidence that he brings to the rest of the lineup, if nothing else. Yeah, and what the, it looks like he'll be back for the New Zealand game, but not India. Right. Does Vince play against India? I mean, there's not really any other option. It's tough on Vince. You've got to feel sorry for him. Yeah, credit to Australia as well. You know, with Mitchell Stark, just it looks an absolute Rolls Royce again. Uh, and, you know, what a tournament he's having. Yeah, fantastic ball to get rid of Stokes. That's phenomenal delivery, wasn't it? Yeah, and... Uh, and, and, you know, credit to Berendorf as well. 
uh, we were having a chat to his wife outside after the game. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you know, they're a proud, proud family after watching uh, watching do that. Did you just bump into her, or how did that? Uh, happen? We, yeah, we were just getting into the taxi, uh, into a taxi, and uh, uh, yeah, there were some some Australians there. Engaged them in light banter. <laughs> <Some light. laughs> I'm not sure. I can't remember. I was quite drunk by that point. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's that seems hard to believe. No, it wasn't too bad, to be fair. But yeah, you know, I thought Australia were going to be very good going into this tournament. So at least I got something right. Uh, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not a complete wildcard prediction. But yeah, but you know, it's a, you know, I, I don't. Know, it's no shame. I don't think England losing to Australia in this group, this group stage. I suppose the worry though is that you know, England losing to Sri Lanka really is the is the one that will have done for England if we we don't get into these semi finals. That's the really costly one, isn't it? Eng- England have have no business losing to Sri Lanka. I mean, as, as you say, I mean, I actually didn't pick Australia to get to the semi finals. They have been more impressive than I was expecting, and, and one of the reasons for that is just because uh, you know, twelve months ago when they came to England, they got whitewashed. England set a world record score, and they just looked light years ahead of the Aussies, like just a completely playing playing a different sport, really. And I think you know, the, I guess the thing is that. Stark and Cummins have come back in, and it, 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 it and Smith and Warner have obviously come back in. So that there's personnel there now who weren't there a year ago. But even the ones who are here, who are here, who were also here last year, are just playing with more confidence. There's more belief about the team. Finch seems to have, you know, stamped his his mark a bit on the team. He's he seems a a, a good leader now. They just are getting it right, aren't they? I mean, the, the bowlers up top, you know, well certainly Stark and Berendorf just really hit their lines and lengths. They bowled with real intensity and the fielding was excellent as well they didn't drop a thing all day and t- yeah took some some terrific catches in the outfield so and as you say to start that incredible Yorker to get rid of Stoke Stokes just uh, a, a game-changing moment there and that and it's 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 talking about those players who've come back in Stark Cummins Warner Smith I mean those are big game players aren't they yeah that's decent reinforcements and, and you, you know no one will want to play Australia in the in the knockout you're gonna have to at some point but uh yeah really dangerous and you know they're australian so they they will just win it probably (laughs) well yeah and actually that i've been thinking about that because you know the the fact that england looked so nervous yesterday why is that i mean is is it a a peculiarly english thing do you think i mean because I mean, this is obviously a, a wider discussion about sort of national psyche and stuff, but it's it's been a problem for a long time with the English football team, and I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to overreact to to one performance, but it just seemed, in a way, it felt so inevitable that England would be nervous in that game in a way that Australia weren't and wouldn't have been, even if they had been in the same position, sort of qualifying wise, as England were yesterday. It and like I, I sympathise it with it so much because I. I get nervous you know playing you at tennis um when it literally doesn't matter right, <laughs> it couldn't matter less um playing you at mulkey you know um <laughs> so i i relate to it but then obviously i am english i don't know if it is a kind of national character thing or what and and whether it is because i was talking to, to somebody about this at, at work and they were saying well you know it's something that we kind of you know we collectively in a generalized way english people kind of mock Americans and Australians for us being sort of brash, you know, and overconfident. But actually, when it comes to the sports teams, might be what you need. Yeah. There's, there's a defeatist uh, 
aura, isn't there, around just it, it's it's the, more from the supporters necessary from the players. Because uh, you do always sense there's a desire, a subconscious desire to see England mess it up just so that you know people can dig in yeah and i don't even know if it's a desire but there's just a like it, it, there's just this it's just a, here we go again for yeah, you. yeah yeah exactly real kind of uh just naysaying i mean that the players the players haven't succumbed to that these players i mean haven't succumbed to that until now at all you know they, and they have been so kind of steely in their nerve in, in those sort of massive run chases that, you know, even when they do lose one or two early wickets, there's been this belief that they that they have enough batting, enough world-class batting to chase down anything. And, you know, thinking we've got Butler to come and Stokes to come. And it's been one of the most impressive things about the team over the last few years that they've, that they have held their nerve and, you know, Plunkett hitting a six off the last ball to win against Sri Lanka, that kind of thing. But it just felt, it just feels different this week. You know, maybe England do go on to to. You know, I don't. We're not out of it, and you know, there's obviously two big games to come. Uh, so there, there is time in this tournament for that. I think that feeling to change. But yeah, as you say, just this week, and you know, again, it's it's that slight fragility at the top, and then you know, like Moeen's barely scored a run. Mm. So suddenly, you know, if, if you know a couple of the guys up there do do fall cheaply, it's just it doesn't feel like quite as the depth that there was. Yeah, a couple. Of, yeah, a few weeks ago, well, well, which there's, is there's no maybe pl- very reactionary, but there's no Plunkett now either. This is one of the you know, I can understand why they're leaving him out, but it is one of the consequences of that is that he he actually has been very effective lower down the order. David Willey, someone else who has scored runs lower down the order, but um, Mark Wood doesn't offer much with the bat, and then Archer supposedly does, but we haven't seen it from him yet in an England shirt. I don't know. I just I just really want them. To back themselves, but I mean they, they've they've done everything right pretty much for four years. And as I said, coming into the tournament, if they don't win this World Cup, it won't render the last four years meaningless. But I I thought they would at least have a go. Like if they if they play the way they have, like in the in the way that they have, and don't win it, then you can't have any complaints. But what I really don't want to happen is for them to lose their nerve and 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 not play in that fashion and I don't, yeah I still think if the, if they play as they can they are better than every other team in this competition um, but it didn't look like that yesterday did it? No definitely not and you know they have still won uh, still won four matches you know in the tournament so far you know they're, they're not in obviously as bad a place as some of the sides we, you know as, as a South Africa or whatever but oh, yeah who were out yeah who were out yeah exactly but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a nervous few days ahead as well. So, yeah, they've just got to go for it. Well, as you say, they this is, this is one of the things about the tournament that we've been complaining about, that this, this format is so, uh, you know, long-winded. But it does mean, I mean, pretty much any other sports tournament, certainly Sporting World Cup, if you, you know, if you were to lose three games, you'd be out. But actually, they've still got more than a decent chance of, of winning it. Um, and they're certainly still in the hunt. Um, I mean, what do you think, Tone? India on Sunday, then New Zealand. What, what's your thinking now? Are they going to get through? They probably do have to win both games. And that, I mean, God, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's troubling. It really is. And, you know, Pakistan have just beaten New Zealand, inflicted a first defeat on them. I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there's teams there ready to, to leapfrog England. I don't know. The India game, if it was the other way around, if it was New Zealand first, but I don't know. The, the, 
you, you do worry about England playing India this weekend. I mean, if they if they get beaten by India and New Zealand, that'll be pretty disappointing. <laughs> yeah, well, to say the least. Well, I mean, as you say, it was the Sri Lanka defeat. That's what we really didn't see coming and actually losing to Pakistan earlier on as well. Like, actually, if they were to lose to Australia, India and New Zealand, it would be disappointing. But actually, all three of those, you know, as I still think they are better or they should be better than all those teams, but it wouldn't be completely mind-blowingly shocking to lose those three games but losing to Pakistan and Sri Lanka as well would add up to a very disappointing tournament but we'll see they you know there's time for them to turn it around and like my word should they 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 should have been Sri Lanka and I know like you know Malinga uh you know bowled exceptionally well and we we spoke about him early in the tournament and at the first game he sort of could barely get into the crease and then you know all of a sudden he's you know producing just vintage Malinga Mm. Uh, rolling back the years but yeah, I mean, just the worry, I think, for England, isn't it? You know, going into that, that India game, you know, Ben Stokes has had a, a cracking couple of innings, but just around him, very little at the moment. Troubling, troubling times. I mean, I now think they probably won't get through because it's kind of swung the other way. Uh, we'll have to burn the master tape, the master <laughs> copy of the preview pod. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of old podcasts that we need to burn, to be honest. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So away from England, as you mentioned, good game today. Uh, Pakistan winning that one uh, in another sort of fairly low-scoring, tense run chase against New Zealand. Although they did it relatively comfortably in the end, it was tense up to a certain point. But were were they three wickets down at the end? Four four down at the end. They lost lost a wicket, forty-eighth over or forty. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. As you say, it sort of yeah started looking like it could be quite tense, but then uh, then it just didn't. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just opening something. Hang on, hang on. Two seconds. Two seconds. Sorry, I'm just doing something else. Uh, no, I'm just saying. I'm just checking something. Uh, so yeah, no, it, it, yeah. What did they lose? Uh, they were 44 for two. Uh, but then, yeah, Babar Azam, yeah, bagged his first century of the uh, of the, the tournament. You know, having got in in every single game and look, yeah, having been looking really good. Uh, yeah, he could be. He's as good a, a, a batsman as there is in this tournament. You know, on, on present form, and again, you know, if Pakistan do sneak in, they could win the bloody thing, couldn't they? Well, it's coming together for them, and this was—they were talking about this a lot today on the commentary. But there is this very spooky thing happening now that their their results are playing out as an exact carbon copy of the '92 World Cup. Like it's it's literally happening exactly the same way, and that it was defeat, win, washout. 
uh, and then whatever it's been since then, defeat, defeat, win, win. It, it's it's exactly the same, which is a bit weird. I can't see you anymore, Tony. It says poor connection. The video will resume oh, automatically can, when the connection improves. I can hear you still. I can. St- well, I can hear you. I suppose that's all that matters. You haven't gone off to the shop, have you? No, I'm still here. I am still here. So New Zealand's first defeat today, They I mentioned this at the start, they were involved in, in probably the best game of the World Cup so far, certainly the best finish um, against West Indies on Saturday. Absolutely pulsating climax. Uh, West Indies looked to be totally out of it at one point when they were 164 for seven, chasing 292. After that, they were then 245 for nine. But Carlos Brathwaite with a quite astonishing century. He made 101 from 82 balls quite improbably kept them in it uh, and he was out the last wicket to fall going for a six that would have won the game uh, at the end of the 49th over bowled by Jimmy Neesham the ball so nearly went over Trent Bolt's head for six uh, but he plucked it out the sky to take the catch that won the game it was a it was a breathless finish did you see much of this one Tone? I uh, didn't see a lot of it live, unfortunately, but uh, yeah, caught up with the highlights. I mean, yeah, ridiculous, cruel, cruel end. Because uh, yeah, I mean, for Brathwaite, yeah, it's like at last, you know, he sort of put his hand up again and, and, and produced. And it's just, yeah, it's it, tough, tough for him and the team that he couldn't quite get it over the line. And I think it was, the, I think it was the right decision to go for the, for the big shot. Mm. Yeah, he'd been clearing everything, and he, I don't know, just what well, maybe just caught it a bit high on the bat. I mean, as you say. He's obviously famous and will be famous forever for the uh, the World T20 final where he hit Ben Stokes for four sixes in a row to win that game. Uh, in, a, in a similar situation in that, you know, West Indies had seemed to be completely out of it in, in their run chase. And he pulled it off that time, didn't quite pull it off this time. But I mean, he's he's not really done much at all in the intervening three years. And to be fair, he hadn't really done anything before that. Either. That was one of the astonishing things about it was that it was to some extent, well, Carlos Brathwaite did that, you know. Um, so it is this slightly weird thing that he's, you know, you'd have to say he's he's a fairly middle of the road cricketer, but yet has pulled off and almost pulled off two of the most astonishing moments in the last decade or more. Uh, I mean, yeah, that that is, yeah, that was utterly electric, and yeah, as we said on Wednesday, we'd pretty much written the tournament off. Uh, since then, every game has been either a thriller or or pretty uh, close to. Mm. Unfortunate for West Indies. I mean, they're 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 virtually out now. I think mathematically, it is still just about possible, but uh, extremely unlikely. As you say, Pakistan seem to be on a roll, and they are uh, breathing down England's necks. Bangladesh are also still just about in it, and against all odds, Sri Lanka is still in it as well. So they play South Africa on Friday. So you'd think, given South Africa's form, that they, you know, they'll fancy themselves there. They play West Indies after that on Monday, and then they finish off with India, which will obviously be a tough game. But yeah, you know, I think we, I certainly said in our preview that I wouldn't be surprised if Sri Lanka finished bottom. I mean, they have they've benefited a bit from a couple of washouts. I mean, they might say they've, you know, that they've suffered from a couple of washouts, but they've possibly got a couple of points that they might not have done. But you know, it's pretty. I, I was not expecting them to be in the hunt at this stage and actually if they they've got a game in hand on England and if they do win it they'd go level on points they'd be it would take something pretty remarkable to overhaul them on net run rate but they'd be level on points I mean I was yeah I, I didn't see that coming 
important well particularly after they got destroyed by new zealand in, in that their opening game yeah scraped to win against afghanistan as well yeah it would be that would be as remarkable as anything i think if Sri Lanka reached the the knockouts but yeah i know i mean who knows at this point and then bangladesh who's bangladesh got bangladesh play india and pakistan i mean bangladesh pakistan friday the 5th of july could be uh could be quite decisive. That's a huge game, isn't it? So Pakistan play Afghanistan next. It'd be a brave man to bet against them winning that one. So that would put them on nine points, one ahead, one ahead of England. So yeah, I mean, it could well come down to, you know, a bit of a shootout, Pakistan v Bangladesh and England having to win, you know, certainly at least one game, maybe both. It's suddenly very exciting, Tone. <laughs> we, we didn't see this coming. No, I, yeah, almost every game now is going to be... Yeah, have potentially something on the line. I mean, it, do I need to eat my words about this format or what? No, I don't think so because you know what? What, what is this like? It's been about four weeks of the tournament so far, yeah. and one of the one of the four weeks has been good. I mean, that's still not a great return. <laughs> well, but, but also it's it's now it's it's a victim of its own. You know, so like it's it has been an incredibly good week. But I mean, I, I, maybe I'm alone in this. But I, ha- although I've really enjoyed this week, the fact that it's week four and not week one has just lessened it a bit because it, you know, it is suffering from its its length. I can't continue to ignore my girlfriend, to ignore my <laughs> pregnant girlfriend every single day and yeah. just watch the cricket. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it is really tough. It's a real. <laughs> I mean, yeah. To follow it is requires a lot of di- di- discipline, dedication. Exactly, yeah. So yeah, I would I would stand by what I've said about the format, but it's uh, benefiting from uh, some surprise results that have really yeah have made this this final stage perhaps a bit more lively than we were expecting. Well, we're pretty much coming to the end there. Tony. The last thing I was going to ask you is just who's your money on at this stage? We we've got Australia definitely through, Afghanistan and South Africa definitely out. Everyone else is still theoretically in with a chance, uh, but with well, still with like three weeks to go or two and a half weeks to go. Um, but coming towards the business end of things now, who would you be putting money on at this point? I think we both predicted an England India final, didn't we? On the preview, you, would you stand by that? Uh, I'm I'm very very anxious about England at the moment. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the flip side is though they go into that game on Sunday against India at Edgbaston. That I mean, that is going to be huge. It's going to be rocking. Win that, and it could supercharge their sort of confidence and you know just give them a real shot in the arm. You know, then go and beat New Zealand, and then go and you know win the next two. <laughs> but but yeah, that, I mean that is going to be it's going to be huge. I don't know. It's tough to look past Australia at, at the moment. I know India have only. And he played five games so in terms of you know the, the table itself at the moment, but they just they, they look like they've got quite a lot going their way. I still wonder a bit about their batting. In that you know Finch has been so good, but in a in a knockout game, if you get Finch early, I mean I know Warner has obviously churned out a lot of runs as well, but he hasn't been entirely convincing in doing so. I do feel that if you get Finch out early, I wonder what they've got, but. You know that it's a big if getting Finch out early, and you know the bowling attack obviously looks good enough to to defend you know moderate-ish totals. So yeah, they've they've, they've certainly got a, a terrific chance. 
Yeah, the batting's interesting. I mean, we yeah, we haven't really seen an awful lot of Maxwell. You know, again, he didn't get a yeah, huge airing against England, but you know, you, he's he's got a, a match-winning performance in him for sure. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's quite an absorbing end to this tournament. So uh, I, I might just resist making a prediction at this point. No. <laughs> if that's all right. You've Boris Johnsoned your way out of that one. Yeah, yeah. I've been burnt too many times. <laughs> You're not going to start talking to me about how you like making cardboard buses, are you? <laughs> yeah, it's getting me through the tournament. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, my brain isn't really functioning very well today. It's just had it's had too much fun over, or sort of too much. Uh, what's the word? Alcohol indulgence. Yeah, over the last kind of few days, I need I need to take a break. On which note, perhaps we ought to uh, draw a line under this one. Well, thanks, Dane. Thanks for making time. Thanks for uh, say thank you to your colleagues as well for uh, keeping steadfastly silent during their meeting. Uh, done well. Just while we recorded this, um, I'm I'd better go rescue my tofu, which I think is probably burning. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon. When are you back in Guernsey? When you back on so the better back island? Back in Guernsey tomorrow. Yeah. Good for you. Get out it's, of there, it's mate. It's quite a busy week. I, I should mention as well. We talked about it last time. The uh, uh, the cricket, the cricket, the cricket. We talked about that last time. Yeah, uh, the cricket in Guernsey. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, last time we spoke, uh, we were in the midst of the T Twenty World Cup Europe final in Guernsey, uh, and uh, yeah, it came to came to a head with an actually unbelievable match at the end. Uh, so the the final game, it came down to Jersey and Germany, and it was a yeah, like like you know, like the World Cup, a sort of round you know, full round robin. Uh, tournament and uh, Germany had two games on the final day won the first one which meant for them to qualify they needed to beat Jersey handsomely and they did beat them handsomely uh, and it was yeah quite an astonishing end as the winning runs were hit a few people were fairly confident of what, what the result was but neither set of players really were 100% on, on which team had uh, had gone through so it was kind of it was bizarre it's like an yeah, amazing innings from Germany chasing 135 to beat jersey and uh yeah some some huge six hitting uh, but then yeah when the 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 winning runs were hit just uh, two or three balls after the the number of uh, overs that we thought they would need to do it within basically they, they needed to get to 135 uh, within 14 overs and they they ended up getting there uh, i think it was about 14.2 14.3 but there was some confusion as to whether, you know, if they'd have hit a six off the last ball, whether that would have been enough to hit a four off the last ball. Yeah, neither neither set of players celebrated. So, they, they, you know, it was just eerie silence. And then until 20 minutes later, it was confirmed that, yeah, Jersey had done it. It's a pretty incredible moment. And you uh, you put together a cracking little video report. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Sounds like a school project. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Yeah, use lots of word art and whatnot. <laughs> Uh, but no, it was, it was it was actually a pretty remarkable game. Uh, yeah, one one of the best games of cricket I've seen live for sure. I'm just wondering because at my end it still says poor connection. The video will resume automatically. Can you see me? I can see. Yeah, that's not what I wanted to hear because uh, just while you were speaking, then I was just like looking at my phone and <laughs> just <laughs> just updating my just Facebook fl- status. Flipping, yeah, flipping the bird at the camera. Jersey, so yeah, all in all, Jersey go through to the. Uh, the T20 World Cup qualifier in Dubai in October. So, are you going to head uh, out? I'm not sure of the format. Yeah, I might try and uh, try and pop out. Try and wrangle a little uh, trip out there on expenses. Yeah, 
But it was pretty, uh, pretty remarkable stuff. And Guernsey did did well in the end as well. They won their last two games. They finished. I'm yawning here. <laughs> You're boring yourself, Tane. <laughs> boring myself. Yeah, Guernsey did well. They finished with two wins. So uh, yeah, well done to them. And yeah, a, a cracking tournament all round. No wonder I was just scrolling through Instagram while you were talking. All right, well let's let's bring it to an end because my tofu is actually burnt. Um, but cheers for that, Tane. <laughs> we will be back next week. Uh, to review more of the World Cup, at which point we will know. Well, England will have played India. Will they have played New Zealand by then? When's that game? No, New Zealand is next Wednesday. So if we record next Wednesday evening, we will know the outcome. Amazing. Quite scary to think. Chilling. Uh, all right. Well, until then, uh, if you enjoy the World Cricket Show, get involved on our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, send us an email, worldcricketshow at gmail.com. Uh, and if you're enjoying the World Cup podcast, do write a review and give us a rating on Apple Podcasts and whatever podcast platform you use. I don't know why I said podcast there. But until next week, that's it from me. That's it from Tony. Thanks for, for dialing in. Uh, and I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, speak to you later. Bye for now. I can smell your fear. Ba da da ba 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 da da ba ba.